0: Ohio State's going to beat Wisconsin by 38. The receiving group is super underrated, and people are pumped for Titus Toller. We get to uh, the community questions and comments on today's Locked On Badgers. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, what's going on, everybody? Locked on Badgers. Thank you for making this one of your first listens every single day. I am Ryan Herrings, your host of Locked on Badgers. Also, want to thank Bet Online for bringing this episode to you. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. We're doing a community question and answer comment show. I've done this before, really enjoyed it. It's a way to get. Everybody's comment and input, in, comments and inputs into the show, which I really want to do to help build the community. We're bringing old friend of the show, common friend of the show, Justin Joka, on to help participate in this one, and he hasn't seen any of the questions, so we're going to shotgun him. <laughs> um, are you ready for this, Justin?
1: Yeah, I think I can handle it.
0: All right. <laughs> And I'm going to kind of go in order of recent shows you've released again. I got a ton of comments. I want to continue getting all these onto the show. Everybody that's, that's done this. So if I don't get to your question, I apologize or your comment. I apologize, but I'm going to try to work through as many as we can get. So uh, first one, this is from friend of the show, recent guest of the show, eat, drink, listen. Uh, this is in regards to the Titus Toller episode. He said, I am pumped for Toller, went from freaking out about safety depth to feeling pretty solid about it. What do you think, Justin,
1: I think we need to give him a little time to get back his legs under him but Toler. I love Toller being back um I I think that most of us were very high on him as a player before he left and I think he's a big add to the room he's like getting a high three four you know low four star guy who has shown that he can push to get playing time. So we know that there's at least some talent level there and that he's picking things up before he was injured because they were putting him on the field. So at this point I am very high on it. I think he's a guy that probably has a good idea of what Leonard's looking for on the defense. So the big thing here is where's is he at physically? Now, we know he's healthy. We don't know if he's been hitting the weight room. We don't know if he's kind of, you know, back to where he needs to be physically to be able to push for playing time. There's a difference right. between being healthy and being, you know, maxed out and having your your strength and everything back and your speed
0: yeah i I quite frankly wouldn't expect anything from toller this year yeah. but i do think the safety group as a whole which is also kind of part of um his comment here has gone from being a giant oh my gosh to with the utah transfer now you have a uh, hunter Waller in you know picked up some grad transfers and now toller's back as well so mm-hmm. maybe he can help i the depth there is much better and katie acamele starting at safety which we're going to get into next so I think so still not all, happy about that. <laughs> that's so that's I, the next one. That's the next is. that's the next comment. So uh Dice Gaming and Sports who's uh, commented on a bunch of uh episodes we've done. I fi- said I figured Yacamel was going to start at safety anyway. Um and that's if you remember when we were doing the Bucky cast, that's where I wanted him. I wanted right. him at safety. So right. I'm and so And happy. I still
1: adamantly disagree with you. Go <laughs> ahead. I want him at wide receiver. I I think he has the ability to be a plus route runner. And a guy who's a plus athlete at the position. Um, now that being said, the kid that they have coming in this year has some similar traits. Mm-hmm. Is it yep. yeah. um he is it's there's a lot of similar skills there, right? They're they're well-built guys who are very explosive and are are very have very quick feet. And what I liked about Yakamelli is he's got choppy steps and he's very quick out of his breaks. And I think that that is something that's been lacking on the in the wide receiver room for a while. Now we got Tretch. I'm not as you know worried about it. I I think we had a trade off there. Uh, I'll gladly I, I'll gladly let Yakimelli go to the other. But I just I think to me his his highest ceiling is at wide receiver. I get it. You feel his is at at safety. I think he's going to be a plus player at either side. Right. I, I do think he's a guy that finds a field eventually, and is a guy that quite frankly from a physical tools standpoint is a guy whose ceiling is NFL player.
0: Yeah, he's an athletic freak show. I and I think we both neither of us really loved him being a running back. So, no, that, I think we both thought receiver or safety. I
1: I compared him to Shannon Brooks as the way his run style when I saw him and I I stand by that. I don't think that's an NFL player. I think that's mm-hmm. a, a good college player, but I think that he had a higher ceiling at either safety or at wide receiver.
0: Yeah, I I agree with that. I I love him at safety just because he's a plus size guy, great athlete. He's rangy. He's physical. I just don't think we get enough dudes on the back end like Mm him. Um, So this one, uh, Alien Space, another person who who has a ton of comments on the show. Really appreciate everyone who listens, and this is a way to get everybody engaged. Uh, His comment, secondary is looking very deep. Could be maybe the deepest secondary we've had under Paul Christ.
1: You know, I would probably agree with that. The closest, I guess, would be the Nick Nelson, um,
0: Derek Tyndall,
1: yeah, you know. Tindall season. We had some pretty good depth there all around on that season. I mean, t- 2017 was the best defense we've had. Yeah, um,
0: they were awesome. And, and,
1: and you know, all, all due respect to last year. Last year's the best run defense we we've had. That was the best all around defense we had. Um, I I'll think take. they were. Well, it's I'd just agree. you look I'd at agree, so, the two, we had more talent on the back end and i think so there was a little bit a lo- little bit less on the front end a little bit more on the back end with that so to me it was like it's a off. Tra- i mean you're splitting hairs you would be mm-hmm. happy with either one i'll be honest just to, to throw this out there like we've had people have had the discussion about national title stuff wisconsin's issue about getting to a national title is not defense they're on par with every national title contender in terms of defensive quality bar Georgia last year, which was a freak show, the, the, those teams pop up once every decade or whatever. Like, we who was it, LSU, the decade yeah. before that had that defense that was just an absolute machine,
0: gave it like 9.7 points per game. Yeah, I mean, it's something, it was something silly. Yeah,
1: every, every once in a while, one of those teams jumps up and has just loaded with NFL talent that that is like. Wisconsin ends up statistically being slightly better in some regards, mm-hmm. they were a better scoring defense. And I think we would say that that was a more talented team. I think you would say that Wisconsin might have been a little bit more the smart man's defense in terms of like they we, we weren't playing on freakability and just out-athleting teams. That Georgia defense was stacked with talent. And I don't think that there was anything there that was super scheme impressive. It was just guys doing their jobs that were plus athletes, and better than the guy across the field from him.
0: Yeah, I I would agree with that. And I I agree with your point, too, that the Wisconsin defense is typically good enough for a team to win a title. It's just always the offense that can't quite Mm -hmm. carry their water. Um, And you agree with the alien space there. The secondary is probably the deepest under Chris with the grad transfers, injury people coming back, Kate Iacomelli, a couple four-star safety recruits with Woller and Austin Brown. Like, There's a lot there. Um, We
1: have the best size at corner I think we've had.
0: Al Ashford, um, between, yes. Well, well,
1: just I mean, I'm even talking Alex Smith and uh, between so him and Shaw. Shaw's I think that a those little are shorter two,
0: though than I thought he it was.
1: But five, if you have two five eleven starters, sure, then yeah, that yeah. that is more than what Wisconsin traditionally has had at the spot. I think Tindall was right. what five nine, maybe five ten.
0: Tindall was bigger than, that, but but you're not running out of a guy like Antonio. But Fidelis, he was a slight guy too. Uh, so I George think Smith Shelton. is actually a
1: solidly built kid, and right. Shaw seems like he's pretty big, big
0: too. Yeah. Um, let's, let's finish the segment on this one. Also for me, drink, listen, uh, he's a little concerned running back position next year, a little thin. And uh, I think we let have, me, let me say with that one, where we didn't pick up a guy in last year's class. Mm-hmm. Right. And part of the reason people said, no, it's okay. It's, it was the thought that Kade Akimeli was going to be a running back. And I always said, that's a mistake. He's yeah. a safety.
1: He is. Well, well, I mean, I think we both agree in general. We, we didn't fe- we felt like that was a cop-out. Yeah. Like that was a, we missed. So we're going to shove this kid in here. We're going to put, not that he's a, a square peg into a round hole because, because he could play the position and I think he could do, he could do some things Mm -hmm. there for sure. Like I think he's, he would have been Groshek on steroids. Like he would have been a great third down back for us. Um, I don't want to waste that on him because I think he can be a plus starter at safety or I think he can be, he could be a very good wide receiver if given the time to develop there. Agreed. And I think what we do need to do with them right now is they need to stop moving around wherever you putting him, put him there let and him let grow. him let him grow because 100%. he is not a guy who has been locked in at a position coming to this point. So you need to give him an opportunity to get the reps and experience under him so that he can start to let the, the physical tools really show.
0: So how do you feel about running back depth chart? Are you, are you good with it? I mean, Braylon Allen, you have two more years of Braylon Allen. That's we the have, big, that's the key.
1: We have Allen, Julius Davis, next year um the two kids coming in which you and i would probably agree i never feel comfortable leaning on true freshman at running back for every james white there's 10 kids who need three years in the system before they start showing something
0: yeah a hundred percent
1: it's possible they could be studs i'm not discounting that fact they very well could be but i think that we look at both these guys these are more ball clay guys than they are guys who are ready made to jump into a system and be ready to roll
0: yeah, so we're we're a little light, right? Mm-hmm. But at least they brought into this year, and you can always get yeah. a transfer. Um, yeah,
1: I think I think I'll kind of be shocked if we don't grab a transfer at running back. Just I somebody they were who's going a little bit older. Year. Yeah, I really. And think. I, there's always bodies at that. Like you can find a guy who can be a solid backup running back. They're not yep. looking for it. And in this case, for us, we're probably looking at a third back. Like it's going right. to be the. I think Davis will be a solid backup next year. Will he I hope be dynamic? So. I don't think he'll necessarily be dynamic, but I think he'll be a guy that can go out there and get you five yards of carry.
0: Well, it's like, also a position hit-ups. where there's been injuries. Like Davis has been injury prone, even mm-hmm. this year. Isaac Garendo, you can't count on him. I mean, oh, yeah. we would love for Garendo to. T- to explore I, well, both.
1: I think it's I think the big thing as you could say is it's light this year. We don't know what we have in these guys. I love that they're saying Malusi is going to be ready, but I don't... anytime you're coming off an injury like that, like who was the kid that we had, the tailback that was from Kenosha? Same same school as... uh.
0: Oh, you're talking about Vontae. Yeah, Vontae. Yeah. Vontae tore his listen, knee up three times. I
1: absolutely loved... I liked his yeah. film better than Melvin Gordon. Yeah. And he just could not stay healthy. And that's the fear that you have. When somebody has had an injury like this, there's always a chance that that happens. And we've definitely seen guys yeah. who have that where they start to compensate or whatever and you end up taking out the other side or you end up injuring the same knee and it's like this is why this is why like people are touting mo mo Ibrahim from uh Minnesota and they're talking about oh he's ready to go I'm like okay whatever <laughs> it's like you this never is know. an injury the, that the answer. I mean and Philly's injury there's no chance that he, that guy is going to be 100% to start the season.
0: Well and and to your point and to wrap up on here cuz we got to take a break and get into the next segment but to your point uh, Braylon Allen was banged up last year. Malusi's mm-hmm. coming off injury. Julius Davis has been injured. Um, Isaac Rendo can't stay healthy. Like, there's not a lot there that you would put under the incredibly safe stock category. Um, but we gotta we gotta stop there because yeah. we got a ton more questions. Coming up, we're gonna talk a little bit about uh potentially the underrated receiver group. Paul Chris, did he need Brad Bilama? A couple interesting comments on that both directions, but first today's show. Is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs and information. It is an easy to use website, something that we use on Lockdown a lot because it has all your sports information, plus online sports betting, plus Vegas online games, all in one spot. And it's not just what's happening now. Futures is a great time. Um, baseball pennant races are going on. Basketball trade deadline is or the basketball uh, offseason going on. Where's Kevin Durant going to land? That's obviously going to shake up any type of odds. NFL's were, you know, 35 days away. Who do you think is going to win the divisions, the conference championships? It's a great time. All of those futures. We've talked a ton about Wisconsin over under 8.5. And it's, again, not just sports, not just sports betting. There's sports news, online Vegas games. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everybody for making Locked On one of your first listens every day. And we're just going to keep um, banging through these questions that are questions and comments from the listeners, from from you all. And I really appreciate it. We're going to bring Justin back on. And let's get into this one. So we, uh, Scott and I... Had an episode we talked about, did Paul Chris need Brett Bielema to give him a little bit of an aggressive bump? Like, does, did he benefit from having a more aggressive coach on the staff like that? Uh, Nathan Lindowski, who's uh, listened to the show a lot, said, couldn't agree more. A real devil's advocate view I've had on Paul for the last few seasons, which I hope isn't true, is that I think a majority of the on-field success was that due to having just great, great running backs. Since then, mediocrity.
1: I think that's obvious. We, we have not... We have not had a passing game that has been dynamic since he's been back.
0: We've so had ad-
1: we have an adequate passing game in a couple of seasons. Look at the statistics. Like mm-hmm. I, I, every anytime you get in this argument, the argument that is made by fans who think that the passing game is fine is that statistically it's good, it's fine for Wisconsin. Well, okay, some people have a higher standard than what historically has been Wisconsin's offense, which I wanna get people to understand the fact that that was 20 years ago. Like we're looking at it when nobody was throwing a ton. Now there were teams like Hawaii and whatever, back in the day that were throwing a lot that, that were the outliers. Now the traditional teams, for the most part, I would say, what is, what do you think the average is probably for, for football in college, in division one, I? I would say it's 30 plus.
0: Mm, I don't know if it's 30. 10. You're talking about yes, but it's definitely more than what we've been doing. Yeah. Um, And again, the point is, you know, has Paul Chris just rode a great defense and a great generational running back?
1: He definitely has. I made the point to you, you and I have discussed this a few different times, just offline, and it's one of the things that I, comments that I love to make on this. In Paul Chris' time back, he's had two seasons where he's cleared 30 points per game. Two seasons. In Gary Anderson's two seasons here, he had both seasons over 30 points per game. And they would rank, if you combine them all, number one and number three in points per game, adding in Paul Chris numbers. Mm-hmm. He has had, last year he averaged 25 points per game. We have had multiple seasons, I think, in the 28 or less. And for a team that has the level of talent that Wisconsin has, that is unacceptable. Like, I, I, I get we should not be you figure there are cream puff teams that we've played in some of these seasons. We haven't let off every season by facing off against the Bama or LSU or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard to get over 30 points per game. Like you have, you figure you have a couple blowouts to start the season. And the problem is, is Wisconsin doesn't even blow teams out really anymore in the, in the non-conference.
0: No, we, not like we, they used to.
1: We beat overmatched teams. We beat them 24 34 to 10. three or whatever. Yeah. It's like, so, okay, this is a game that we would have won 49 to three or whatever you know, in Bielema's time.
0: Under or, yeah. yeah. Although to be fair, we almost lost the Cal Poly Institute yeah. of Technology under Bielema's era. Not his <laughs> finest team or finest moment. Yeah. Um, but here's the counterpoint to that. So I got this, this from John and he said that fans should realize how much worse it could be. What does it matter how the sausage is made? As long as it produces eight, nine, 10 win seasons. Paul Chris is the head coach and deserves the credit for that. I think there's something to be said there. Okay. I see you don't like that, but listen, I hit what he's saying. The captain captain should get the credit for a winning program, right? The captain is so what I'm not, I'm not disputing that, but okay. The passing game is bad. If the team is still winning.
1: I will give Paul, Paul, Chris, the credit for winning games. I can also be critical of the fact that Mm -hmm. his offense has not been good and his offense has not been good. It's, it's very underwhelming for a team. Here's the, here's the argument to be made for his offense you have an elite defense on the other side of the ball. You can afford to take risks. You can afford to be aggressive because your defense leads the nation or is normally in the top 10 for getting three and outs. So what does that mean? That means if you make a mistake and give the ball up and give the other team the ball with with time, your defense will probably go out there and shut them down. Mm -hmm. If you're more aggressive and can keep your team on the field rather than us getting three or outs because we have decidedly conservative Starts to drives, and that's that's the issue that I've had. Is we'll have a, we'll yeah, we'll have a four, ten play scoring drive, fifteen play scoring drive. We'll also have two or three other drives leading up to that. There are three and out, or one first down, and we're out because we're so inconsistent. If we can't run the football, that we can't do anything.
0: There's no backup plan. Exactly. There's, there's nothing else that works if the running game gets shut down against good teams.
1: You can afford to be balanced or even a little pass heavy. To start games and then lean back into it when you get your lead, when you're comfortable. That's what Ohio State, Bama, all the top teams have been doing for the last decade plus. We get now way people, ahead.
0: People certainly argue that we shouldn't be considered on that tier. Like you, it, you not. Ohio but, State, but, Bama have receivers that we will never have.
1: When we're playing MAC level schools, that's the way the game should be played out. We should be sure. playing our traditional offense. It should be balanced. We should be attacking them, putting them away, and then salt the game away.
0: Yeah. I agree to that. Yeah. That's
1: not running up the score. That is at that point where we're salting it away. If we're just running it, then you'll get your 50 carries. What you'll have differently is yards per attempt should be up. You should have more dynamic pass plays involved in it. And you get the work the good work in rather than, Hey, it's third and five. Let's throw a six yard pass to get the first down. We're going to throw a slant route here. And it's like,
0: all right, I gotta, I gotta break you out of this. Every conversation is going back to Paul, Chris and his offense which I love I love you for your singular focus on this. Let's get into some other questions regarding uh, other positions. Yeah. Um, Dice won in gaming again. Great, great commenter on the show. Wisconsin's receiving core is going to be very underrated. DK, best receiver, uh, but Bell, Allen, super high ceiling. Speedy, Steven Bracey comes back. Ingram moves over. Keontas Lewis looks like a good transfer. Comments on uh, Dice's comment there.
1: This is the most physical tools I've seen in the receiver room mm. since I've been following it. I team. like it. Now, there's a difference between physical tools and being able to produce. We see this all the time with young receivers that get to the NFL. You get there, you get to a new level from high school or whatever. The studs, the guys who are four stars and five stars, they're ready to go right, ready to roll right away. They're the guys that have the dynamic level of athleticism that they don't need. They can, they can get away with some of the stuff that other guys can't. Um, I like the skill sets we're recruiting because they, they have some of that to them. Guys like uh, the kid from from UCLA, who I think is a plus speed guy, but also Giannis has Lewis. really good size. Kansas yeah. Lewis, as well as uh, who's the one from Michigan that last year we were very high on.
0: Oh, uh, the recruit, the 2023 yeah. kid, uh, Tommy McIntosh. No, no, no. Um, yes, but
1: him too. But yeah, uh, the one who played last year.
0: Vinny, the oh, from Michigan. Oh, Mark Allen. Sorry, no, the, no, the no. one that committed to Michigan, and yeah. Well, <laughs>
1: for whatever reason could not remember his name um he's another guy good size good speed i think i think he's a plus possession receiver meaning he's a guy who probably could do that very well but i think there's some upside to him stretching the field too um tommy mcintosh i know that jesse he's jesse temple's crush yeah i'm with you there buddy a six five wide receiver that can run
0: yeah
1: and, and has that type of length like, and he actually is six
0: five, which yeah. is great. Like that's that was his recruiting height, but it's also what he's listed on on the roster for what it's worth. So that is a guy that
1: makes it very complicated for even a six foot yeah. corner to try and play jump ball with him because he doesn't have to get up that high. He doesn't uh-huh. have to be perfect in his timing where the the defensive player does. And it, with that size, he has a significantly easier time blocking out somebody to try and go up and get the ball. You're just bigger. It's like watching a center take on a a shooting guard in basketball for a rebound. The big yeah. guy is going to get the ball. Um, I agree. But with you.
0: I, I like the position. I think it's, it's a really deep position and it's better than what we've seen recently.
1: And we didn't even get to the guy who they're talking about. They think is going to be the number two wide receiver in Skylar Bell
0: mm-hmm. explode, a level of explosiveness. That's a little unique too. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little like um, Kendrick Pryor, but able to separate better He's got,
1: he's got a bigger body. I think he's yeah, a little he's more bigger. He's more I think he can separate there.
0: better, but fast the strength explosive. is a big deal. Yeah. Uh, Lee Herschel, pretty uh, comment about the offensive line. Deep offensive line, right tackle position to watch. I believe Bostead will have this line playing at high level. I believe you'll see Ingram implement short passing game that will help both Mertz and the young receivers. So comment on uh, Bosted improving the offensive line and Ingram bringing in more of a short passing game.
1: You and I have discussed this plenty. I, I love Bob Bostead. Yeah, same. His view on offensive linemen is exactly what my view is. I want the meanest guys on the field to be our offensive line. Why? Because when they get punched in the mouth and they get beat, they're the guys that want to go out there and get angry and they will annihilate the guy across from them.
0: Yeah.
1: That line that we had in 2010 was a mean line.
0: Yeah. Guys like Zeidler and them,
1: they wanted to destroy Ohio State when they played them.
0: It's possible Rudy was just too nice, right? I, I mean, I, it's possible that mentality and God, because that also helped in recruiting, right? It worked yeah. for him in recruiting.
1: Well, we've heard the stories about Bostad where players were like, yeah, I hated playing under yeah. him when it was there. But I respect, because when I got to the pros, there were all the things that they wanted me to know I already knew. That's because, a great point. Because he did it. And I hated him for it, but he made me good. And I think that's the type of coach he is. He's a guy that you're going to absolutely hate playing under because he's going to push you so hard. But I think that that's going to get, maximize what guys have. And I don't think that, to me, is where the struggle has been. I don't think we've been maximizing our alignment. I think we've recruited better. We've made them B versions of themselves rather than A versions of themselves.
0: Yeah, you and I agree. I think that's a home run. Um, coming up, everybody, we're gonna talk about some comments about Ohio State 48 to 10. Some predictions yeah, from commenters. We're gonna talk about that. We our defense, defense. <laughs> a little Nebraska talk and a little USC tackett Curtis comments as well. So that's coming up next. So uh Justin, let's let's get into it. I'm just gonna start here. A FECO, uh, a Kefo, sorry, I think it's a Kefo commented. Uh I made the, the quick prediction OSU 48 Wisconsin 10. And then Jamie chimed in and said Buckeyes would have to fall apart for Wisconsin to win. They're in different galaxies.
1: Um I I'm gonna I'm gonna punt on the second one because until we see them actually play, I, I have no no idea. If Wisconsin's offense is significantly better this year, they can play with Ohio State.
0: But I don't feel like you think it will be. I feel like you're I don't, not confident in that. I don't.
1: I, I think I I need to see Mertz play at a high level. Yeah. I have I have not seen it. And that's that's where I, I'm settling on this. I want him to be good. And this is the thing that people get, get upset. I'm I'm very negative on him, but it's like I'm not really negative. I'm just I've seen what I've seen, and he hasn't given me a reason to, to start mm-hmm. touting him.
0: And let's be fair. I, I think what you're saying is critical, but it's fair. And yeah. you're also not rooting against him. You're not rooting yeah. for him to fail. I,
1: I want him to turn into an NFL quarterback. Listen, the only way Wisconsin's making a national title is if he turns into He's going to have to start putting up borderline Russell Wilson numbers. Mm-hmm. That is how Wisconsin gets to a national title or a playoff berth. Mm-hmm. Is a quarterback who is dynamic enough to the point where the if you shut down our run game, it doesn't matter. We're going to pass it on you. And Don't you go back
0: into you. Paul Chris passing offense, Justin? <laughs> it's Ohio State forty-eight, Wisconsin know, ten. No. Well, that's listen, the comment.
1: Listen, that's the comment, and that person—they need to have their head examined. Okay. In in the last twenty years, how many times has Ohio State gone for forty plus in Wisconsin? Mm, Maybe dude, once. Twice. Not many.
0: How many times? It, I mean, they, even, they had
1: the fifty-nine to nothing. I was just game. gonna say, and I think that. that's the only time I can remember them being forty plus.
0: I mean, how many times has they, they have, probably has have, Ohio State it beat us by recently. 38, right? Outside of that championship. Well, that's what I'm saying.
1: Game. With the Wisconsin defense the way it is, listen, this is probably going to be the best defense until the playoffs that Ohio State's going to see. And yes, I say that looking at Notre Dame on that schedule. I, I I think Wisconsin's defense is going to be that level again this year. I actually think the pass rush will be better than last year. So mm-hmm. from that standpoint, and I think I think we both agree that we like the, the secondary better.
0: And the defensive line is going to be good. It's going to be solid. Mm-hmm. I don't think the pass rush will be better. I think without Chanel, it's not going to I,
1: be. I don't think it's going to be as necessary to have two guys carry it. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be more balanced where we'll see more guys. <laughs> I th- but For one, I think the opposite outside linebacker position is going to have more production. I would be I shocked if we don't get nine or 10 sacks out of that side, which means we need less from the middle linebackers and they can focus more on coverage.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Let's, let's wrap up on a couple more quick ones. Um, so this is from Rich Walsh, She's also a really good listener. Um, and I'm just gonna make this one. We're not gonna spend time on this because you'll you'll go off on this one. But he said, listen, it's okay to be boring. He brings up the Nebraska comparison. Uh Chris is 65 and 23. That's not mediocre. And I'm quite frankly tired of people running their mouth. So I just want to throw that one out there because I want to acknowledge Rich, but I feel like we've done enough enough Paul Christ on this one. Uh let's get into let's get into Tackett Curtis. So a couple quick comments here. Dr. Banoob said, why did Tackett Curtis go to USC? It's because they win national titles and Wisconsin fans don't know what that is. Go SC. I just want to say it's going to be super fun having that type of SC fan Mm -hmm. in the conference. Cool. Because we all could use more like USC type elitists.
1: So let's enjoy this when USC gets their teeth kicked in by Ohio State, like Wisconsin's beginning it. And then we can be like, oh, hey, what's it like not to go to the playoff because you have to play against a real top four team?
0: How fun is that? Well, Welcome we to the Big we
1: Ten. up on the Pac-12 anymore, which has Oregon as its toughest team.
0: With Listen, or, I just, an
1: Oregon team that needed Wisconsin to basically give the game up against them four years, what three years ago in the Rose Bowl? Yes, we yes. we turned the ball over like the most ridiculous th- plays ever to get the best. Let's them back just be
0: really honest. Like I, I think USC is a great program. It's a great um, banner to add to the collection of flags that the Big Ten has. Let's be honest. Going from playing Oregon State, Washington, Washington State, Arizona, Arizona State, UCLA, Cal, and now you're going to Kinnick, you're going to uh, Madison, you're going to Ann Arbor, you're going, you're playing Penn State, and yeah, you're also going to get a Rutgers, Illinois, Northwestern. But you're stepping up a major yes. way,
1: the a major way, the Pac-12. I think let's 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 break this down very quickly. What are the top four teams in the Pac-12?
0: Na, not applicable. There's not there's no not, no but but I'm saying to uh, where, okay. what the the difference that we're switching. <laughs> I'm here. saying like so you had Utah, Oregon. It's Utah, and, Oregon, and then a
1: Washington team that's kind of stubbed its toe and has taken a step. Utah's back.
0: really good. Okay, yeah. they're really physical. Um, and they beat up on USC. Um, but that that's kind of my point when I said NA is you can't yeah. even really identify. Oh, I, I feel great about these four well, schools. Yeah.
1: Okay, well let's put it this way. Would would you take Utah? against wisconsin i this think you probably
0: a co- yeah a, i would I think I would, it's a coin utah play. is better than wisconsin this year probably yeah I, I think you give us the really defense, defense and you
1: would give them the offense
0: but their defense is also really good and you feel better about their offense so yeah the gap but again, is, closer, that's, is if you look is, at it for the next 10 years who are you taking wisconsin, oh, yeah, taking or utah, wisconsin you're taking wisconsin
1: probably seven out of ten a hundred percent
0: so i do think that there's an element of like elitist use and of course there is with every oh, there's an arrogance one. But I mean, it's,
1: it's easy to get arrogant when you haven't been relevant for the last 15 years.
0: Here's the next two SC comments. I wanted to read these as well. SC fan, this is from a guy named Maine. SC fan here, always respected your program. Glad to come into the conference. And this is from Gabe Greenwell. Um, SC fan here, I just want to say so much respect to Wisconsin and their program. We're going to need a bunch of guys like Tat Curtis if we're going to be able to line up against you guys and not get punched in the mouth. So there is at least a level of respect yeah. for the physicality there, which I like. Um, and I think that's – we're really running out of time here – I want to leave it on this. Just one.
1: to play in on this.
0: Oh, go ahead. Yeah. On that. Shoot. On that.
1: A comment on that, quick. Wisconsin's defense is better than the defense that they faced when we beat them in that bowl game. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I think it's taken it. It's gone up a couple notches, and they can they can definitely hang with SC unless SC gets real tough in the trenches. It ain't happening, and that's where Ohio State beats up on Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Like we we can hold the passing game down to an extent once they get the running game going. We're in trouble because we, we have to start kind of keeping the defensive linemen on their heels. I mean, look at it. We we played fields in the two games against them in 2019. We had 10 sacks. I know. And still gave up huge points because they got the running game going and they had a quarterback that could prolong the, the or hold off the pass rush and make plays.
0: Yeah, those those last quarterbacks have gutted us. I mean, mm-hmm. those do dude, those dudes have just gutted us, man um all right we're gonna wrap it up here i've got like eight more questions but we're we're already past time so we're gonna continue doing these shows uh we got good feedback from the last one and it's a good way so just keep leaving comments everybody we really appreciate it and we'll keep throwing shows on here um get your comments into the show and with that uh we're gonna call it a wrap but appreciate everyone listening as always justin appreciate you stepping on anytime man all right late everybody on wisconsin